welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 415 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Edward Lamb, my good pal Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing amazingly well, as ever, and the sun is shining, so it's a double whammy, yeah. I'm hoping, well, I'm not hoping, but people might be able to hear in the background the birds tweeting in a bit. I've got the French doors open next to me, so a robin's just landed on the floor next to my my guinea pigs there. Yeah, everywhere looks (laughs) all of a sudden. And are they having a shout, the robin and the guinea pig, then? Well, yeah, I think that there's a cat that's got wind that the guinea pigs live outside in our garden now, so... It, I think it's been eyeing them up and trying to look for weak spots in the in the hutch. So, cat <laughs> walls in our garden impending. So yeah, watch out, watch watch for the local news as you see man and cat fight viciously on the on the floor of ground in Bevington. <laughs> cat man, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure I would succeed in that in that battle and we're talking about success well but we're, we're focusing on failure the importance of failure this yeah. week we'll, we'll come on to in a minute live in the present.co.uk all the show notes and links and do sign up for weekly alerts and some free meditation files put your email address in the box on the website um but yeah how you been sean you had a good you good week enjoying this little bit of yeah it's very good very good and uh, i have to give a shout out to edward uh, um, having met up with you the other day and seeing seeing your electric bike, which is a beast. So, it's a, so yeah, it's uh, it's quite a, it's quite a sight to behold, isn't it? I I, I, uh, mm. I went to Neston on it to meet someone on Friday morning just for a, a cuppa, and it was right in the, the heart of the village or the town, and uh, by the traffic lights. So, uh, people like it's part of the reason I got a bright orange one, but. Everyone just keeps stopping me and asking me, like, what the heck is that? <laughs> so <laughs> they don't say, why did you choose that color? Yeah. <laughs> I am um, kind of wishing, I'm thinking I should have got a black one now, but it's turning heads, that's for sure. But that was part of the reason, you know, that's part of the reason I got it, just yeah. to get questions yeah. going and get people thinking. Yeah, it makes a visual noise, doesn't it? So that you, you have to look at it as a, because of the color of it. Yeah. Yeah. And that wouldn't happen if it was a black one. No, but it was. Well, it might do a little bit, not as much. But it was good to see you there. And I mean, people, uh, people are congregating in back gardens. And in fact, I think we might even be allowed in each other's homes now. I can't even. I should know what the rules are, but yeah, I think it's rule of six. Then I think. Okay. Uh, I, need to I think we're still on. I, I get confused because it changes. But um, the the problem that we're all holding our breath for is this Indian variant, isn't it? And uh, yeah. whether we can get away with it or not. That's the the biggie. I think. It's going to be fun and games, man. Yeah, uh, I've had my first jab uh, last week, um, last weekend. So, uh, yeah, that was pretty straightforward. For thankfully, no side effects. But uh, I mean, and you know, are you are you going to change your Facebook status with "I've been vaccinated"? Um, well, I saw you just done that actually. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I probably won't. Not because <laughs> any real like significance. Just that I don't really changing my profile picture that often um but yeah you've you noted in your when you updated your picture that people can or can't take it it's up to them and you know but you yeah. kind of you know you've you've had the virus haven't you and it hit you not hit you for well, I, i've had the virus and i've still got long covid symptoms um 
So to me, that's justification enough to say to anybody, you know, you probably need to to get vaccinated. Um, but the, um, um, the it's it's all the issues for me about the ongoing stuff. And to me, um, I know lots of people that I know are outraged by the fact that I had the vaccine. You know, because I mean, come on, you're a yoga teacher and you teach meditation and stuff like that. Your body's so pure. Why would you need? Well, I, I was actually unpure enough to get the COVID in the first place. Um, and I really hope the people that are the anti-vaxxers that I know don't get it. I really hope. Mind you, it, it'll make them even more. I told you so. If they if they don't get it, which is lovely, I guess. You know, <laughs> um, but um, I, to me. There's a kind of a, a, this may sound weird, but it's like it's like being polite to other people as well. You know, I, I don't believe that the vaccine is out to get me. I don't believe that the universe is out to get me. I do know that COVID got me. Yeah. Um, so I don't. We have to make our own decisions, don't we, as to what we do? Yeah, we do. I mean, yeah. I mean, the uptake is very high. It's just that you know there are a few people for various reasons. I've got a friend who doesn't want to take it. Um, not for any kind of reasons of conspiracy or that. I think she just feels like she's worried that um, her body might have an adverse reaction to it because she's had vaccinations in the past for other things that, that uh, didn't agree with her. And so she's taking the chance of not having it and getting the virus at some point and hoping that she'll be able to to, to fight it off. Um, so, you know, people have all sorts of reasons to, to do and don't do things. And uh, we just need a bit, bit of kindness, don't we? And not, uh, yeah. Yeah, allow people to do what they need to do. But I, I can understand why countries would be saying, um, and I don't want you to uh, come into my country unless you're, um, uh, you've been vaccinated. I get that. Totally, yeah. I mean, I haven't really got a strong stance on the whole vaccine passport thing, you know, you know and the potential for it to be used for other means down the line. Um, I can see why, yeah, certainly in terms of aviation, and countries wanting people that, are, that aren't transmit coming in with the virus. Although you can still carry it even if you've had the vaccination, can't you? So um, it's uh, it's just going to be a bit of a wild year or two. But um, I guess from our point, you know, and our message, which we talk about, or you do, Sean, is that we are just kind of sitting on the riverbank watching watching the river go by rather than you don't have to jump into the river all the time, do you? And, no. And, and certainly we can't affect a lot of this stuff. You know, we can um, uh, do our, take our own precautions, you know, if you feel that eating processed rhino dung or something is going to protect you, then, you know, have a go. Um, and let's hope it does. I, I, I know from all my Ayurvedic training that um, uh, the taking of substances that do affect your system is a positive thing, you know. Um, but only we can decide that coming. Yeah. What we do. Yeah, well I had a I had a chocolate bar before we came on air and that's gonna have some kind of impact on me, but hopefully oh, outrageous. outrageous. Right, but well, we're talking about fail or the importance of failure today, which we have touched on well, all a lot of times, but we've it's been a while since we focused on on that. Uh, so what yeah, what prompted this one, Sean? Was it because it kind of runs on well, it, it, it it went on from the other stuff that we were talking about, that imposter syndrome. Uh, and just th those conversations that carried on from that podcast that people were saying to me, you know, I, I listened to the podcast and 
Um, and the, the, the actual fear of failure. And I'm trying to explain to people that maybe failure isn't a bad thing, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe failure is, is something that we need to create our success. Um, and I mentioned in the podcast about Edison and the light bulb. And uh, I can't remember, was it, I, I put 200 in the podcast, was it 200 or 2,000 elements that he tried? I know he tried loads of them. Yeah, I can't remember. He, it, was, it was thousands, yeah, I'm sure. Was it, was it 2,000? Yeah. So he, end, he ends up finding tungsten, uh, which is the one that, that with the first light bulbs. Um, and I've often thought when I when I read that first all about how uh, how many of us and, and me certainly would I have had the tenacity to, to try again and again and again and again until I found the right one where I just thought oh, it was a stupid idea this yeah let's just use a candle <laughs> yeah yeah so and if he'd seen it as failures they weren't failures he just went okay that one doesn't work okay let's try that that doesn't work okay that one doesn't work until he finds the one that does. Um, and, and that's, that's the point, really, is that it's so easy to give up. You know, oh, I'm useless, oh, I can't. You know, and failure's in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Whereas failure can actually be a tool that enables us to do what we need to do. It can be a really good positive thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, guys like Edison, because thinking back to that time, and I don't know the full history of where humanity was at that point, but we in our, in our caravan, we don't have electricity. Um, so we rely on candles um, and we, we have got a few LED uh, battery lights, you know, like there's a little one in the bathroom in the, the, the it's actually sensors when you walk in and illuminates the bathroom at, at night, which mm. just enough so you can go to the loo. Uh, but we also have like a, an oil lamp, which is, um, yeah. So these two little kind of cotton strings yep. dangle into the oil or the paraffin and then that soaks up and then, you kind of wind mm. them up and you light them. And then yeah. it's got a beautiful glass, white glass thing that you put yeah, right. well, And it lights yeah. up the whole room. It's amazing. Well, um, and yeah, I mean, a guy like Edison obviously had the vision. The people at that time would have been probably saying to him, well, what's the big deal? You know, why, why are you bothered? We've got these filament, these kind of oil lamps. We've got candles. We've got, what's the, why are you trying so hard? But the guys like that had the vision for, yeah electrification of all sorts of things and light being one of them <laughs> i guess people were using gas lights as well at that time i can remember staying in cottages when i was a kid um in rygate particularly where they had gas lamps with a, they had a thing called a gas mantle which is like a little fabric thing that glowed right sort of white bright with the gas on mm. clever isn't it? yeah um i mean i guess i'm going to link to a couple of blog posts that that describe some of the more famous failures you know we have we have talked about them in the past people like uh beyonce is mentioned on there bill gates and i mean steve jobs is quite a good one because he came and created apple and then went away after failing and then came back again to kind of save the day once again so those techno genius weirdos hmm. are uh you know quite well known but i mean we are all failures, aren't we, in, in one way or another? And, uh, yeah, how, how often do you think you fail as a, as a psychotherapist, Sean? All the time. All the time. I mean, and that's the point, because when you get something wrong, the issue is, is it, does it become a learning point so that I can then get it right? Or does it become a failure? Because I was saying to you earlier on, it's like I make bread. Sometimes I make bread and it doesn't work. So the question is, hmm, what went wrong there? It's not a failure. I'm learning from what I do. If I'm cooking... 
know, and the flavor's not quite right. I'm learning. It's not a failure. Yeah. And yeah. that's true about every bit of life. You know, whether it's relationships or businesses or whatever, if we get things wrong, how yeah. are we learning? Food's a good one, isn't it? I mean, yeah, we got a pizza oven last year. It's the little portable one for the garden and uh, it's a wood-fired pizza oven. So there's two, there's two things that are kind of, I've, I've really enjoyed learning from it. One is kind of the art of, of making a good little fire, kind of building it up gently, gently, and then, you know, being, being confident that when you put a bigger log on that that will catch. And then obviously you need to keep your eye on it and keep it fueled. Um, so that's really like, interesting. And I've, got the hang of it It took me a while i'd failed quite a few times and even when i had people come around to try the homemade pizza uh the fire went out and i kind of oh, i had to kind of scrape it all back in together and get it going again and so it's quite stressful so you can see yeah. why people you can see why people give up on, on various tasks when they're under that kind of pressure you know just yeah, kind of yeah. try and cook pizza for friends and family and then there's the, obviously the, the 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 dough side of things so making a good pizza dough takes takes time doesn't it and not just in terms of you need at least 24 hours for it to prove and puff up yeah. but, uh, you know you need to you need to do it five six seven times to to kind of know it and just to have that kind of instinct and reflex yeah but it, it's like if you look at life all the way along the line a child learns to walk by falling over walking is if you watch a child learning they're falling forward and putting their feet out to stop themselves falling over that's how they learn to walk, yeah? But can you remember learning to tie your shoelaces? I can't now. But, I mean, how many times will we have got it wrong before we got it right? Yeah. Yeah? And I, I guess it's only if you've got a parent who's going, you bloody idiot, that you get that concept of failure rather than, no, that's okay, try again. So do it this way. No. Um, so I, I think that that is so important as to whether we see ourselves as failures. Yeah. So I, I mentioned in the podcast, I did actually have somebody who was depressed with failure because everyone in their street had two cars and they only had one. They could only afford one car. And it really, really made them so unhappy. You know, and they wanted another car. It could have been just a blow up car on the drive. So it looked like they had two cars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, the same way as we learn to walk. I think you use the analogy you're driving or I would use obviously the, the recycling you, you know you don't just get in your car or on your bike and drive to your destination you kind of it's a series of tiny little maneuvers isn't it and adjusting the steering as you, as you go along yeah same yeah. as a ship I guess when you're uh, sailing the seven seas you don't just kind of aim for where you want and go you just kind of you're constantly going against the wind and making these small yeah. little alterations that's what they say about when you're flying a plane is you're not flying to somewhere you're forever correcting it because it's being blown off course that's what you're doing you're correcting all the time yeah yeah and it's that idea I, I guess a lot of failure that we perceive is about how other people see us you know is someone going to see me as a failure no it's like if you trip over in the street and you fall over a lot of people will get up and look around and see who saw them yeah because that, that's the bad bit is being seen falling over not the falling over Yes, that kind of thing. Um, I, the, 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 this is this is really funny. Uh, I've got this camper van being done, so it'll be a, a new vehicle, which is nice. Um, and I have my personal number plate that was bought for me for a birthday present back along years ago. 
so which is the X19 dock. That yeah. yeah. So um, the the issue is, do you? And I think this is really really funny. It's the way other people see it. Do you um, get the new number plate so people know you've got a new vehicle, or do you put your your own private number plate on? Then people don't know. And the amount of people that think, well, no, 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 you sh- you should drive it for a while with the new number, so people know, you know that you're you're a success and you've got this vehicle. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's weird all those concepts of success and failure of having and have not. You know, I mean, to me, if you need a pound and you got one pound fifty, you're rich. Yeah, it, it's it's a relative thing, isn't it? And all these things that we look at are relative. You know, and if someone's um, dream of life is to have a million pounds, and I've got five hundred pounds, they look at me and go, "God, what a failure!" Mm. Yeah, but then if they lose their million. Are they a failure? Yeah, it's it's a really odd thing to be, you know. It is, yeah, and I guess uh, I mean, life as as consumers, like like the, the the Western world has kind of constructed this kind of this series of things that you need to do to be a success in terms of yeah, going to school, going to uni, getting a job, earning a certain amount, getting a house, getting married, having kids retiring and then you know going on a cruise or two before before the end end of days for you uh so yeah just just like not following that pattern um can can really freak some people out can't it but uh yeah. <laughs> what, what about the issue of if you go to university um what grades did you get at your at your degree because did you get a first did you get a two one a two two or a third you know, and the weird thing is that all the degree stuff that I've done, no one's ever asked me why what I got. They just accept the fact that I got the degrees. Yeah, you know? I went through the process. Yes. Yeah. Stuck, yeah. stuck it out. Yeah. And yet there were people there that were so desperate to get a first and you know to be there and to be the one. You know, and I wonder if anybody ever asked them, do they say, "I'm hi, my name is Sean. I've got a first in psychology." Does that you know? Does that people need to say that to mm. to make it feel right? We do have a, a bit of a it's a sports day coming up for um for my kids. Sadly, it's another one where uh, we won't be able to go and watch because I, I mean it's quite good fun watching the, the races for the little kiddies. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's off off for another year. But I mean, to be fair, I don't think the schools place too much emphasis on winning the races. Uh, but there is you know within society, there's kind of obviously. We champion the the winners in life, whether it's in sports or other competitions, isn't it? Do you think that's healthy overall? Do you think, or do you think is it just is it pushing pushing forward humanity little by little, or do you think we should have less focus on on winning? Well, to me, I I don't like the idea of competition, um, which people always think is odd. But it's like to me, when you run the race, nine people run the race, one person wins, and nine people fail unless they look at it as, no, I was taking part, or I did faster than last time, or however they do it. But they can see themselves as failures because they didn't get on the top of the trophy stand. You know? um, and to me, that's bonkers. Why, why do we keep doing that? Why can't we, you know, someone falls over on the track, do we stop and help them up? Or do we keep running and go, ha, 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 you know? 
some of the best one of the best stories from athletics history is uh was it Derek Redmond the British athlete and his he got to the Olympics I think it was the Olympics it was a big competition anyway and he, he kind of in one of his races I think the final he, he couldn't complete the race because he injured himself and his dad kind of came on track and helped him helped him across the line and that was that was the talking point of the of the events I'll put a link in the in the, it's like it's it's just an amazing thing to do so for him and he'll be remembered for that for probably for a lot longer in fact I'm not sure what race it was and I don't know who won it you know so he's probably better remembered and there's a better story there than than the chap that, that won the race <laughs> isn't there so even even in failure uh if your ligament gives out or your uh your hamstring or whatever it was there's a there's a chance for greatness isn't there yeah yeah I I can remember a a marathon on the TV where someone, where a couple of guys actually stopped and picked someone up and carried them across the line so they all finished together. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's kind of lovely. But when you get into the, I got to win, you know, elbowing people out of the way so you've got to get there, you know. Um, When you're someone like, like Donald Trump, if you go bankrupt, that's, is that a failure? Yeah, I but, guess that from from his point of view, it might be. But yeah, yeah, no, and in, I mean in America, I think it's kind of a bit of a because there's more of a culture there of just going for it and whatever it takes. And I think a, 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 yeah. um, bankruptcy is I wouldn't I wouldn't maybe say a badge of honor quite as such, but you know it's part of the process of being becoming a success, um, whatever you know inverted commas mm. that you have had of some whopping great big failures along the way you know hmm. i think the yeah. system i think the kind of tax system and the business system in america is set up to allow that in some ways so that you can you can make these huge errors uh, or um have these massive failures as such and then you, but you can still pick yourself up dust yourself down and have, a, have another go yeah yeah and, and the, the the bottom line is there's nobody who hasn't had a failure you know we, we've all done it. We all do it. Life is about failures. Um, but is whether we see those as debilitating, whether we see those as part of our journey to success. Another story. So, yeah, we're coming on to the themes of like resilience now, which is quite a big one within the self-development world, which we haven't talked about specifically that for a while. But like being able to dust yourself down and or go again, or even a lot, a lot of people will avoid things through failure, through the the fear of failure. So, how do you how do we start to build in uh, resilience into people? I think it starts off with child with children, you know, like childhood. Um, and I think as parents, we have a lot of responsibility to do that to kids, so they don't feel demeaned when they get something wrong. They feel enabled to try something again. I think that's really important. Um, the um, when people are older, you have to sometimes go back in the programming and very often identify for them where did this feeling of, of failure or not good enough come from, mm-hmm. and then unwind that um, and allow them to be in, in their present and to be real in their present and not feel embarrassed in their present. You know, so important. Yeah. Yeah. It's also about your, uh, your, kind of your peers and your, the people you hang around with that may or may not be 
accepting of or like treat you too not well too nicely if even if when you do have those failures you know so people will avoid doing certain things because they know that they might feel embarrassed about you know about something going wrong down the line so they might not even attempt it in the first place yeah and i, I think that people's anxiety about failure leads people to doing things like um getting well oiled before they go out somewhere so that their concerns and worries are suppressed by the alcohol, you know, so people can then get up with their knickers on their head and dance on the table um, uh, and not feel embarrassed about it. Um, whereas if they didn't have the lubrication, then they would be. Yeah. You know? So I think that that whole kind of success and failure is a really kind of illusory concept. So it's, it's the attitude for me is that, that it's a relative statement, something is only cold if it's colder than what we're defining as hot. And something is only hot if we're defining it as warmer than something that we define as cold. It's a relative situation. Mm -hmm. So is success £10, £100, £1,000, you know, £10,000, £100,000, a million? What, what, what's the success point? And if you don't achieve that, are you a failure? Because I see lots of people that work in that world where, um, and one of the saddest things for me is the amount of people that I suspect see their bodies as failures. So they've then got to tuck it and puff it and fill it and stretch it and lift yeah. it or whatever. Put yeah. Out a little bit. Yeah. 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 And it's like, why can't we be happy with who we are? Why do we have to have lips and perfectly smooth faces? you know and look yeah. like we're deformed it's odd which, yeah none of which you've no. got yeah you, you could look yeah i mean I'm, for those watching on youtube do we think sean needs a bit of a haircut is it getting to that point i i've got a covid hair haven't i i need a covid <laughs> haircut yeah <laughs> yeah one of the things in terms of like the ten thousand hour rule is mentioned quite a lot isn't it in terms of the, the, the amount of time you need to I mean, I would question that. I think 10,000 hours is, is needed or something in that area if you want to become a master of something like a, a playing the violin or, or you know, I don't know, building ships or canoes or something like that. But, you know, I, I can make a mean pizza dough and I can, and it didn't take me 10,000 hours. It took me, you know, four or five goes at it and now I can do it, no trouble. So it doesn't have to be 10,000 hours, does it? No, but that's when you want to become the expert, isn't it? Um, so it's reckoned that the Beatles did 10,000 hours of playing together before they became famous, doing, doing the clubs and doing Germany right. and stuff like that. You know? um, and they reckoned that that was what created their ability to write relevant songs. You know? um, yeah, and you, yeah. you don't always see that, that legwork, do you, that gone into something beforehand, which again, I guess, leads into a fear of, of trying something fairly, because, I mean, yeah, we've talked about Edison and his light bulbs, but there's, yeah, for every success that we see out there, it's it's just it's probably involved an incredible amount of blood, blood, sweat, and tears along the way. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I mean, we can't speak to Edison now, but maybe there's some biographies we can look at. But looking back, maybe he would say that that ten thousand hours and those thousands of variations were there the most enjoyable part of his of the process not necessarily the when he finally cracked it and he was on front of newspaper 
newspapers or you know speaking to politicians all of a sudden about this amazing thing he'd invented you know who knows they um just as we're talking uh the news flash dropped down boris has now said that we shouldn't go on holiday to amp countries right now th there's a whole set of issues in that for me about success and failure because the the success of, of the countries that we're going to if we can't go to them, does that create their failure? And is that a failure or do they have to change what they're doing? Because I think lots of people are going to face this success-failure uh, dilemma. Um, you know, does that mean if I booked uh, a holiday and I can't get my money back, am I a failure? You know, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, bloody idiot. Mm. Yeah. Or do I learn? What do I do? Mm. Yeah. And it's around us all the time, all these concepts of, have I got it right? Have I got it wrong? You know? Yep. Yeah. And what about when you say something and afterwards you think, oh my God, why did I say that? And I wish I could cut my tongue out, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it, it's like, if you learn from all these things, it's fine. Yeah? Yeah. And it's like, may, maybe what some of the, the businesses that have been stretched beyond belief in, the, in this COVID crisis uh, and they are in, in the position of failing is what they have to learn is that maybe their business model was wrong and they have to have more uh, of a buffer um, to get them through the lean times. You know, maybe that's what they learn from this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's fascinating stuff. What's your resource of the week, Sean? What are you going to leave people? Well, my, my, I, I just wanted to be practical, really. It's like, if you look at yourself, if you look at yourself, am I a success or am I a failure? Because I see, I work with lots of people that, that say, oh, you know, if only, and I wish I had and I hadn't, and all that kind of stuff. But if you sit down realistically now, get two bits of, of blank paper, and on one, write down 10 things that you feel that you've succeeded at in life. Yeah, actually go through your life and think about, okay, what have I succeeded at? And it could be, that I make a real mean roast dinner on a Sunday. It doesn't, you know, whatever it is, you know, what are your successes? And then think about the things in your life that have gone wrong, that have actually allowed you to create a positive alternative that went right. So what failures have you turned into successes? Yeah, and maybe we need to start seeing ourselves as people that um, we have this wonderful creative consciousness that can solve problems if we allow it to. So we don't have to have problems, we have learning opportunities, we don't have failures, we only have successes, because we actually use those failures to create success. Mm -hmm. It's part of the process, yeah? yeah? So it's a practical doing something, do it, yeah? Cool, yeah, don't just end endlessly read stuff. Sometimes, yeah, we just gotta dive in and have a go at stuff, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's like, It'd be interesting to sit down with your partner and say, what do you think I'm successful at? Yeah, and see the way they see you. Yeah. You know, ask, ask your friends. You know, what am I good at? Yeah. Cool. They might, they might say, yeah, you're really good at moaning. I don't know. But this one, <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to link to, uh, there's a movie on, on the BBC iPlayer called Sully. Tom Hanks is um, the pilot who landed the, the plane on the, the River Hudson. Back in oh wow! Yeah. Something uh, cool movie. I mean, it's probably it has been. I'm sure dramatized quite a bit. If you can dramatize, you know the actually the, the process of landing. 
a plane full of people in a river. But that, that's where, where they took off and then they had to come straight back down again. Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. Right. So it's amazing. I mean, he, he, uh, he says in the movie, he'd, he'd you know, deliver, safely delivered millions of people over his 40 year career. And he was defined by that one, you know, that one episode, uh, which mm-hmm. the, the movie kind of dramatizes it a bit, I'm sure. But um, the, the investigation into why he made the decision to land in the water rather than turning back to the airport is, is questioned, you know, so, and it, you know, uh, he uses, he used all the experience he had to make that, that snap decision, which turned out right. But it's kind of, it's, it's, it's interesting in terms of what we've just talked about because a lot of people, well, certain in the movie, at least were kind of seeing him as a, as a failure because he made the wrong decision at the time. But uh, yeah, it's kind of proved that he's, he used all his wisdom and experience to, to do the right thing. So it's really fascinating stuff. Yeah. And, and I guess that kind of chimes with the idea that failure and success are in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he saved everyone's lives. That seemed like a success to me. Okay, he lost the plane. Okay, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. We'll leave it there, Sean. Thanks for your time, man. I'll see you next week. <laughs>